0: all in podcast show is home to the top entrepreneurs innovators and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world we will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host daniel giordano get off the sidelines get all in and join us at www.allinpodcast.com
1: Okay, I want to welcome everybody to the All In Podcast Show today, and um, today I have a special treat for you, um, a guy who is the go-to guy for clarity, confidence, and direction. Uh, He's a guy people call when they're feeling stuck, under-challenged, or overwhelmed, and um, he's a syndicated radio host, best-selling author, life coach, Uh, Joel teaches people how to relaunch their lives and start over with confidence. Originally from San Antonio, Texas, Joel earned his undergraduate degree at Texas Tech University, an MBA from Amberton University, and a master's in counseling. His latest book, Finding Your Voice, hit the number one spot on Amazon for success, happiness, and self-esteem categories. And his podcast, Relaunch, was named by Podcast Paradise, uh, the most inspirational and best overall podcast for 2014. And he's recently passed the one million mark in listeners. Um, Joel, I want to welcome you to the show today. And it's a privilege to have you. Oh, on. Oh, Dan,
0: this is going to be a lot of fun. Been looking forward to being on your show, and I must say, congratulations to you and this show's success and making this resource available uh, to your listeners. So, hats off to you, Dan.
1: Thank, thank you. Well, as you know, um, my uh, my theme is about being all in in life. Mm. Um, and being focused and committed to what you say you're going to do and what you want out of life. And, and obviously, there's some similarities to uh, what you do. Um, and uh, I always like to start, you know, uh, with a little bit of backstory of where, you know, where where does Joel come from? And, and uh, what's, you know, how, how did you evolve into what you do today?
0: Yeah. And gosh, really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to talk about that again. Thank you for your time on on your show today. And Gosh, there's there's a lot of stories that I could, I could kind of go through, but one of the uh, turning point stories that happened in my life was actually when I was five years old, and my parents uh, split up and were divorced when, when I was three years old, and I lived with my mom for a little while, and when I was five, I was visiting my dad for the weekend, and we went off on a, a nature hike, my dad, myself, I'm an only child, and uh, some of his friends, and we were in the middle of the Texas Hill Country, and we were kind of blazing our own uh, path, you know, going through the weeds and the thicket and things of that nature. And then the kids, us kids, uh, kind of lost our way, kind of faded back from where the adults were, uh, you know, kids will be kids. And while they were doing their thing, we ended up scaling up the side of this small hill or maybe like a cliff. And... When we got to the top of this cliff, I actually noticed a uh, bridge running parallel to the hill. And um, that bridge probably looked a little bit more like a jungle gym to me in my my five-year-old concept of reality. So being all in, even as as a five-year-old, I stepped from the cliff to that bridge. And then I ran to the very center of the bridge right where it was stretching over the gorge. And I laid down on my stomach. And I called down and, and waved to my dad and, and the other kid's dad. And about that time, a uh, over my right shoulder, I was laying down, face down on my stomach. And over my right shoulder, way off in the distance, a, Dan, a, um, a rumbling uh, started to happen. And it got closer and closer. I'm sure there were horn blasts and uh, things of that nature as, as the tracks Started to shake. Yeah, tracks because this wasn't just an ordinary bridge. This was actually a train trestle that was stretching over a, a gorge in the in the wilderness. I think I, I mentioned we were we were in the Texas Hill Country, and uh, my dad and the other dad noticed that, and they just shot to the top of that hill and then onto the bridge as quickly as they can. You can imagine if you know you're a dad and the dads that are listening, obviously being frantic because the train is barreling down on your only child and by the time they got there to the top of the bridge the uh, train had come to a complete stop. Uh, I was no longer where I used to be but where I was was now a uh, an idling train kind of puffing smoke and and steam where I used to be and about that time a, a person stepped out Probably from between the cars. I don't really know because I don't have a whole lot of recollection of that or any for that matter. But pointed to the ground, uh, 30 feet to the ground, and that's where I was. And I was 30 feet below on the jagged rocks um, in, in a pool of my own blood, um, almost uh, uh, you know immediately uh, killed as a result of that fall and this is before cell phones this is before gps this is 41 years ago so by the the by heroic medical and divine intervention uh the rescue team was able to find us and kind of put me in the back of a, an emergency transport vehicle not even able to start an iv on my little five-year-old arm because all my blood vessels had collapsed by that time. The blood loss was so great. But were able to get me 45 minutes in a commute to downtown San Antonio where I would be admitted to Santa Rosa Children's Hospital and would fight for my life for three weeks uh, in, in in a coma. And the reason I chose that story when you asked about a little bit of background that's where, as I came out of that coma and started to have to relearn a lot of things that normal six-year-old kids would already know, six because I was now six when I woke up. I was five when I went down, six when I woke up, Uh and that's where I really had to start fully investing myself, going all in with everything that I had because I as a result of that accident I had some some disabilities and learning challenges that that I then needed to face head on
1: right well that's that's definitely a you know a powerful uh, story and time of your life that uh, you know I'm sure as you know from those challenges looking back at that um, pushing through uh, you know it's it's uh um you know, obviously, very near and dear to you. This is why I always like to try and catch people off guard with a question like that, because you know, whatever comes to mind or your heart is usually the thing you need to share. And and, uh, and you know, and I know that the listeners need to hear stuff like this because sometimes we get stuck in our own um, you know pity party of of what's holding us back from things. So so as you as you progressed in your in your uh, life, uh, you know, that was at a very young age. Um, were there any hindrances from that, uh, that, that things that held you back or you just kind of, you know, went full force?
0: Yeah, there, there were, were several. Um, uh, for one, I was, uh, had temporary paralysis on my right side and that, that took a while to kind of wake up and I, I write about it in detail, the, the accident and recovery in my book, finding your voice. But, um, you you can think of it as, as I was, when I was walk, when I would walk, it would be kind of like the right side of my body is that, that right leg is, is still kind of asleep. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I could share many stories about the different, uh, tough times that I had in, in going through a recovery. But one thing I remember specifically in the, the relearning of many things, I, I remember actually being in the alleyway, uh, the alley behind my grandparents is, uh, house, and my grandmother would be standing behind me, and they were trying to help me learn how to walk a straight line. You know, this is something that kids have obviously mastered, right? And here I was in recovery, having to relearn that. And I remember, like it was yesterday almost, I remember my grandmother taking her index finger from one of her hands, probably her uh, left hand, and slipping it through the back belt loop. Of my little shorts, just just to make sure that I didn't you know go go crashing to the ground as I was trying to to steady myself as I would learn to walk that that straight line again and with, with practice and a lot of recovery and a lot of persistence on my part, all in, uh, I, I was able to regain pretty much full use of my body. Still have the the hearing impairment uh, in my right ear total death on the right side and my, the right side of my body is still a little bit weaker, barely, barely noticeable now at age 46, but, um, it, it, it was, it was quite the challenge.
1: Well, hmm. Wow. So, so as you, uh, progressed, um, after that and you, you had these, you know, uh, breakthroughs to being, being able to, you know, heal yourself and, and continue to, you know, if you want to call it, get back to normal, but, um, you know, but, but actually, uh, uh, you know, continued down that path. What, what was it that, um, I mean, I, obviously you spent a lot of time in, in college and in university. Um, you know, what, what, I just want to hear what drove you to, to go down that path of, you know, doing that.
0: Sure. Yeah, great question. Actually, Dan, let me back up a little bit. When my wife and I pay and actually pay is the co-host uh, hosts the relaunch show with me and we've we've been married for 14 years and we were researching many of the uh, doctors and school administrators reports as we were putting together uh, my finding your voice book and we were just pouring over report after report of of what administrators and quote-unquote experts were saying about my possibilities and my potential and you know, my my outlook for a full recovery or lack of one. And one of the doctors had said, he wrote this in cursive with his own handwriting, said, don't expect Joel to live a normal life. And, you know, we, we read that and we kind of smile and chuckle at it now because Pay said, my wife, you know, Joel, there's nothing normal about your life. And you know what? She is... Is exactly right. The, the way we, you know, run our business, run our lives, and try our best. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a superhero. I'm as normal as the next guy. But as much as we try our best to go all in with the things that are the most important to us, you know, th- that's that's what we we try to do. One thing that I've learned, Dan, and maybe you can relate with this as, as well, is yeah, you know, I, I, I learned early on in my life that if I wanted to accomplish something of significance, if I wanted to do something important, either for myself or for other people, uh, I probably w- was going to have to work twice as hard. I was mm-hmm. probably going to have to burn the midnight oil more than your, your average person, uh, would just because, um, of what happened, you know, er- er- earlier in life right and i I came to accept that
1: right so so as you um developed into this and you you know accepted who you were and and uh um, you know were, were able to push through these things you know how did how did the whole theme of finding your voice and 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 teaching people how to step out uh to be able to do that
0: come to be sure that's a great question. I actually had to find my voice myself, and that's. What makes that book, the Finding Your Voice book, I, I believe, anyways, uh, so very powerful to people? It, it shares, you know, that that struggle that I just talked about briefly uh, on your show, and also talks a little bit about the struggles that my parents uh, went through as they were recovering from number one, a marriage that crumbled, and number two, um, the almost lose uh loss of their only child. Cool. And so I go into that as well. And they did the best they could based on what they knew at the time, which was not a whole lot because, you know, they were kids themselves and uh, they, they had their own demons to battle. Um, you know, demons for my dad were as you might expect for a guy trying to rebuild, there were, you know, there was alcohol involved, there was promiscuous sex, there was, you know, uh, drugs to a certain extent. And then on my mom's side, doing the best they can, not pointing fingers at anyone, but, uh, you know, drugs and, and alcohol and also inviting in to live with her an abuse her for seven years, um, which I unfortunately had a front row seat in. Um, hmm. and, and, and I, I talk about that a little bit, but I, I I do it in a way not to impress people, but to really impress upon people that, my gosh, even if you've been through the ringer, which, you know, in a way I kind of, I kind of was, although my parents had it worse than I did, um, cause they had to watch me, uh, you know, fall down, uh, trip over my own feet, um, you know, try to get up from a chair. Hmm. Um, but um i'm i'm sorry i, I kind of lost my train of thought there but um to to try to get back to your question is i i had to find my own voice and i had to not just accept you used the word accept a minute or so ago but to embrace uh who i was and the value that i had to offer people through you know one-on-one or group coaching you know, w- which is what i do or through my podcast which is what you do and you do a great job of it and I do too. Uh, at least I like to think so. <laughs> and uh, I, I wanted to create a guidebook to help people learn how to really embrace their skills and abilities, their personality style, and their um, and their values, dreams, and passions. And I wanted people to learn how to embrace it, kind of kind of like I did. And that's kind of the long longer answer than I meant it to be. For how, yeah. how that came about.
1: That's good. So so obviously, um, you know, you had the, the, the one major setback as a kid. Uh, and, you know, throughout your adult life, uh, you know, I'm just, and I'm just asking because I'm not aware of this specific thing, but the relaunch show, I would assume there's a story behind that um, in and of itself um, uh, of, you know, how you were able to start that and, and what you're doing there uh, to reach out to people and, and uh, um, get your message out. So um is there a story, a backstory to, to how you came up with that name and what you're doing there?
0: Sure, and I love telling this story. Pay and I – and Relaunch is actually not our first show. It's actually our ninth mm. show. Mm. I, I've been doing podcasting for a long, long time. And before that, I was in the traditional radio world and also in front of the camera doing doing TV. So you know, broadcasting runs uh deep and wide in, in my history. But we were – Pay and I. Thinking about okay, I needed a a, a one-word title that people could really understand that they could relate with. That would kind of be a story in a word kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I I remember we were just you know scratching our heads trying to figure out you know what's the word, what's the word, what's the word. And I came up with it, and I called my wife from across the house, and I, I probably took her by the by the hands or the shoulders, and I said. Relaunch. That's it. Relaunch. And the the reason for that, why while we, while we zeroed in on that name is because it is so relatable to people because, gosh, who hasn't been through a relaunch of a relationship hmm. or of a business or who hasn't relaunched their career uh, before? Or who hasn't been through a health-related relaunch? You know, maybe it's losing weight. Maybe it's, you know, recovering from from cancer. Or maybe it's getting back feeling and mobility in, in the right side of your body. You know, so we, we realized that that was totally relatable on, on multiple levels. And we also wanted to send the message that, you know what, a relaunch is healthy. It's actually part of growing, you know, to be able to take what you've learned and then to relaunch into a better next phase, to relaunch into a better next career, into a stronger or a better uh, relationship, to be able to re- relaunch your yourself spiritually, uh, emotionally, maybe even physically. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems that we hit a nerve. And the relaunch show, uh, you, you mentioned it earlier. Thank you. Uh, we recently, a few weeks ago, passed one million listens. Uh, for me, that's a big number, a lot of zeros on that number. And what that tells me is we, we have a winner and, and thankfully it's the show has turned into be a flamethrower for us and has actually helped us really get on the map, uh, giving us opportunities to speak in national conferences and to be, um, one of the one of the shows that that uh, people seem to resonate with
1: right that's and that's that's really awesome because obviously it has positioned you and you you know and uh um as the go-to guy and and uh you know it's really cool to see what you're doing out there to help people get their message out there Mm -hmm. um so um you know if you if you if someone came to you um and and asked you some you know uh you know they were just struggling in a specific area you know what or or to even phrase that differently um what what is one thing right now that if somebody's listening to this show um uh, that you would uh direct somebody to help them get clarity in their life or or to take the next step if they're in a in an area of their life where they they're they're struggling what would you suggest
0: one, one of the first things that that I would suggest and a, an exercise that I have a lot of people do as they go through uh, a coaching process with me is to reach out to other people. Other people that know you, like you, and trust you. Now these can be people that you work with or had worked with at one time. These, these can be people that are in your, your social circle. Maybe people that you go to church with or maybe even your neighbors. And reach out to other people and I have uh, a little worksheet with um, five questions on it. And when you reach out to other people, you you ask them what they have seen in you. You know, what are some of the strengths that they have noticed in you? Or when do you seem the most happiest? Or when do you seem the happiest? Or what do you constantly talk about over and over again uh, being the solution to or getting involved in uh, or, or solving? And the answers that I get back well actually the the people get them back, and then they kind of forward me those those email responses It's very, very clarifying, and I think the reason for that is, Dan, that we don't notice things about us because we're so involved in who we are. Mm-hmm. However, what I've found, and I'm sure you have too, is that other people can can notice certain things about us that we have either been blind to. Or an assigned value to, and that's a great first step to developing the clarity. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Reaching out.
1: That's awesome. So as we uh, start to wind down here, um, I just like to throw this out there: is uh, you know, is there a, a quote that's that that's one of your favorite quotes that just is near and dear to you?
0: Absolutely. There's actually two quotes, and I appreciate them the opportunity to be on your show. Thank you for uh, uh, respecting, respecting uh, my time as well. There's two quotes. Roger Staubach said that there are no traffic jams along the extra mile. And what what he meant by that is that if you go all in, what you're going to find is there's not going to be any competition Hmm. once you're all in. That's what Roger Staubach said. Michael Jordan says that talent wins games, but intelligence and teamwork wins championships. Hmm. So if you combine those two quotes, wow, what a picture that makes, a powerful, powerful picture. If you go all in using all your talent and then link arms with the people that are strong in areas where you are weak – you know Michael Jordan wasn't wasn't the entire Chicago Bulls team. He had Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and many other people that that played in in that. If you go all in and then link arms with your peeps, with your teammates, well, just like the uh, Bulls did, uh, you become unstoppable.
1: Absolutely, that's that's awesome. So um as we close out uh, I'd like to uh, ask you how do people find out more about you?
0: I appreciate that as well Dan. Relaunchshow.com the place to go again relaunchshow.com. Uh you'll find all of our shows there. We do three shows a week on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Plus, you'll find a lot of our um podcast and book related resources and uh, training on that website as well.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Joel, again, for uh, taking the time today and and sharing your message with the world.
0: All the best, Dan. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for the uh, opportunity.
1: For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.